witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Well, hey, Holly. Hey. How's it going? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? Fucking wonderful this week. Life has been life. It just keeps on keeps life on <laughs> keeps on life and you got it dude <laughs> i mean as uh, as life does but no it's been good it's been a busy week again like i said the last time we talked i think my life is just being more and more consumed with wedding shit yeah as the days go by as as, as but, it is as it does yeah that, <laughs> yeah that life happens keeps life, <laughs> life keeps life and over here man <laughs> Weddings keep on wedding. Yeah, as much as I wish it would all just kind of stop sometimes, it just keeps on going. <laughs> We're spiraling. Fine. We're spiraling. Everything is fine. I have never related more with a meme than I do at this current moment. Oh, and my it's whole the, life's on fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just feel like this is fine. Yeah. This is the, fine. Every time. Here's the thing. Every time that's like something happens to me or to like just my my way of living, yeah. my lifestyle. Yeah. I've discovered I'm a very highly adaptable person <laughs> where I just like something happens and I'm like, oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> Carry <Move> on. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I've been feeling lately. It's <laughs> like fair. Oof, I am not feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just doing. That's that's kind of. Yeah. That's the state that I feel like I'm just always in. Yeah. And I'm just like, go, go. <laughs> like, you know, the last episode where I was like, go, 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 go. Yeah. Theme song to my life. You're just constantly <laughs> jumping off of an airplane. <laughs> constantly. <laughs> but you know what? You Sometimes Every time I, you jump off, you just fall into another airplane. <laughs> you know, oosh, 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 <laughs> right? There, Sometimes you I never feel like, open the parachute. Yeah. Dude, sometimes I feel like I'm jumping out of that plane without knowing if i have a parachute i'm like let's yeah. just jump and sometimes i do sometimes i don't <laughs> but it's just constant but it's good i have a good episode for you this week i think okay and it's a continuation and probably the ending of the salem witch trials noise here, here for us on the what up witches podcast so the continuation from episode 19 is today's episode where we're going to talk about the main characters from the Salem witch trials. So on both sides, the accusers and those who were accused. So today I'm going to almost again, like we talked about last time, verbatim read an article I found because somebody who is far smarter than I am um, and far more knowledgeable about (laughs) Salem witch trials wrote it perfectly. Well, sometimes you just can't there's no way to make it better. There's no. no way to change it where it's still makes sense. So. Exactly. So yeah. the, uh, the articles, links to the articles, like the original articles will be in our show notes as always. But um, these are both from history.com and they're both written by Sarah Pruitt. Ooh. So she is great. If you want information and you want to read these articles, you should check her out on history.com because she is an excellent writer. Hmm. <laughs> Her name just kind of uh, just fits right in with with. <laughs> right? with well, like you were saying earlier, you're like, if you told me Sarah Pruitt was part of the trials, I would have, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I absolutely believe you, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So let's recap from the last episode in early 1692 during the depths of winter in Massachusetts Bay Colony. A group of young girls in the village of Salem began acting strangely. These women were the daughter and the niece of the local minister, Samuel Paris, right? As we talked about. Uh, They claimed to be afflicted by invisible forces who bit and pinched them, sending their limbs flailing. Um, They didn't get any better. Everybody still thought they were really sick. So they called in the local doctor who had uh, diagnosed them with bewitchment, right? So the whole town is freaking out. Everybody thinks that there's a witch in the area. Keep in mind, all these people are Puritans who colonialized the Americas from England, right? Yeah. So the witch colonizers. trials. Yeah, colonizers. Exactly. Colonizers. So they uh, they come over, but all the witch trials had already happened in England. So they're all 
already thinking witches are everywhere and amongst them in their own societies and horrible correct right so the afflicted girls soon accuse three women right we have tichuba we have sarah good and sarah osborne those were the girl those were we kind of talked about that last time uh the accused yeah the accused (laughs) accused Um, as local ministries began questioning the accused, people uh, packed into a tavern to witness the girls come face to face with the women they had accused of witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, the other two women denied the accusations against them, but Tichuba had told vivid stories about how Satan had revealed himself to her and that she signed her name in the Book of Shadows after Sarah, the two Sarahs like forced her. Remember? Yeah. Um, she said she'd signed the devil's book with her own blood. And she had seen the marks of good and Osborne there beside her own. So everybody was convinced because of Tichuba's uh, testimony that Osborne and good were both witches as well. God damn it, Tichuba. Yeah. So Tichuba's riveting testimony helped unleash a notorious witch hunt that quickly swept beyond, swept beyond Salem and engulfed all of New England. Close to 200 people would be accused before the Salem witch trials ended the following year, and 20 of them would be executed by hanging over the summer and fall of 1692. Hmm. So that's kind of our recap of what we talked about mm-hmm. last episode. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to talk about each of like the main characters over the year that these trials lasted, who were kind of our... Who are the major players? Our MVPs of the season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so we're going to talk about six of the accusers and five of the accused. Okay. okay. So to start with the accusers. At the center of the Salem witch trials were a core group of accusers, all girls and young women ranging from the ages of nine to 20, uh, who screamed writhed barked and displayed other horrifying symptoms they claimed were signs of satanic possession oh good yeah that's that's great (laughs) we love it here yeah love to see it um often referred to as the afflicted girls they included members of prominent village families as well as domestic servants and refugees of king william's war a long-running conflict that had pitted english settlers against um indigenous peoples and their french allies Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, these people often displayed symptoms or signs then thought to be the results of witchcraft they claimed were brought on by the people that they had accused. Hmm. Okay. So first person we're going to talk about, or kind of two because we talked about them last time, was Elizabeth and Ab- uh, Elizabeth Paris and Abigail Williams. Yeah. The first two girls, right? So January 19, uh, 1692 doctor was called to the home of the local governor samuel paris he was a puritan minister of salem at his nine-year-old daughter and his 11-year-old niece began you know showing symptoms of craziness yeah right they soon accused the three girls eventually the girls were diagnosed with bewitchment yeah and they accused three women tituba sarah good and sarah osborne um these confessions by tituba had led to like a full-blown witch crisis yeah if you will in in salem betty never actually attended the subsequent trials her parents sent her away to live with family to avoid the entire uproar of the town really samuel paris was dismissed from his job as a minister in salem village yeah and settled with betty and the rest of his family in sudsbury america murka so (laughs) Betty later married a shoemaker and had five children. She died in 1760. And then Abigail, on the other hand, played a prominent role in the Salem witch trials, accusing a total of 57 people of witchcraft. She gave her last testimony before the courts in early June 1692, and no record exists of her life after the trials. Gone. That's fucking wild. All right. So the next person we're going to talk about is... Anne Putnam Jr. Putnam. Putnam. It's a good name. Putnam away. It's an interesting name. (laughs) It is. So the 12-year-old daughter of Thomas Putnam and his wife, Anne Carr Putnam, became one of the most prolific accusers of the trials, naming or testifying against more than 60 people in the one year of the trials ran. You could say she's putting them names on the board. That's why I said putting them away. (laughs) Putting them away. 
but it was good. <laughs> Better than mine. <laughs> Shit. So she was from one of Salem's most prominent families and was a close ally of the Paris family. Thomas served as a key investigator of the witch trials. He wrote many of the depositions for the afflicted, including his daughter and later his wife, Anne Putnam Sr., he, uh, so after her parents died suddenly in 1699, Anne Jr. was left to look after her seven younger siblings. Yeah. In 1706, while seeking to join the Salem Village Church, Anne offered the only known apology of any of the Salem accusers. Wow. Stating that she had been deluded by the devil and that she desired to lie in the dust and earnest beg forgiveness from God and from those who unto whom I have given just cause of sorrow and offense was her apology. Wow, so she was quite remorseful then. I think so, yeah. I think she had realized that you know, she was the reason a lot of people suffered for a while. Um, unnecessarily, especially. Yeah. Right? Oh, definitely. She was the, the root cause of, yeah. of much much suffering yeah so she was allowed to join the congression but died from unknown causes just nine years later oh yeah yeah i mean at least she got to live the ending of her life like without remorse i guess yeah repenting for what she had done yeah right so she got it out there yeah exactly so next on our list is elizabeth hubbard hubbard in the cupboard I was just supposed to be like, what? <laughs> Don't she make cookies? <laughs> Old Mother Hubbard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a good one. So Elizabeth Hubbard, 17-year-old Elizabeth, was an orphan who worked as a maid in the household of her aunt, Rachel Griggs, is, so and her husband. Is this an accused or accuser? accuser. Okay. So these are all accusers. Sorry, in the household of her aunt, Rachel Griggs and her husband, William Griggs, the doctor who first attended the afflicted girls in the Paris household. So the daughter of the doctor is Elizabeth Hubbard. Uh, So Elizabeth joined Betty, Abigail and Ann Jr. among the first four accusers. She went on to testify against 29 people in the Salem witch trials, 13 of whom were executed. Known for her tendency to go into trances in the courtroom, she claimed frequently to be tormented by the specters of the accused. Oh, wow. So she was she was probably one of the ones that were like, he stabbed me, look, there's this knife. <laughs> Did they check her? Was she bleeding? <laughs> so are you sure? <laughs> Compared with the Parises and the Putnams, Hubbards had little family or economic support and faced an uncertain future as an orphan domestic servant. So historian Carol Carlson has argued that Hubbard and some of the other accusers in similar circumstances may have wanted to, in quotes, focus the community's concerns on their difficulties after the trials, Hubbard disappeared from the historical records. So nobody knows. So she oh. she could have turned into Mother Hubbard is what I'm saying. Hmm, I wonder if, I don't know. I'm still on about, like, they were they were trying to cover something up. Like, I'm still on that conspiracy th- theory. I think so. I because, mean. Because, like, oh, she never, she, she never resurfaced? Oh, there's no other records about her? Jeez, I yeah. wonder what that is about. Maybe she went missing? Yeah. Maybe she wanted to tell the truth and she could not. Right. I mean, mm. there's absolutely the possibility. There's quite a few who, like, we've literally talked about, what, four or five already? And yeah. quite a few of them have no record yeah. after the trials. It's like, hmm. Well, I mean, they. I, I know they didn't t- keep good records back then, but still, no but record of them at all? Like, not even a marriage license? Or, that's what I mean, right? Like, like, you think they'd still be within the community somehow you know what right? i mean like where did they go what happened to them no idea mm. we're just strengthening your conspiracy theory at this point yeah because i'm in it <laughs> i'm fully in it you're living the fantasy it was a cover-up <laughs> could have been Might absolutely well, you know what? plus all the families are connected yeah literally all of these families are connected clearly in some way, like, shape, one or of form. the accuser is one of the accusers father is the doctor that said that no they've been bewitched yeah hmm Jeez, I wonder. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that the, suspicious. That seems suspicious. Yeah, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, 
it's so not right. The next person we have is Mary Walcott. Okay, so the 16-year-old daughter of Captain Jonathan Walcott, leader of the Salem Village Militia, was related to the Putnam family by marriage. So again, another link, right? Uh, And Junior. It goes all the way to the top. (laughs) All the way to the captain. (laughs) Or at least all the way to the church. Yeah. (laughs) So Anne Junior was her step-cousin, technically, like through marriage. The Walcotts lived next door to the Paris family. And Mary's other aunt, Mary Sibley, had encouraged the banking of the... Sorry, I got lost in this. That's fair. Okay, so the Walcotts lived next door to the Parises. So again, another connection there. And Mary's other aunt, Mary Sibley, had encouraged the baking of the witch cakes that led to Betty and Abigail's accusations against Tichuba. I completely forgot about witch cakes. (laughs) Whoever came up with that idea. They're going to hell. There's a, there's a special special place in hell for the witch caker. It, disgusting. Witch cake maker. Yeah, it's really gross. In hell. Special, <laughs> special place in hell. So perhaps predictably, Mary Walcott joined the core group of accusers by March of 1692 and went on to see numerous visions and suffer apparent afflictions at the hands of the accused witches. Other times, (laughs) you know, right? At other times, she sat in the courtroom and knitted calmly while other afflicted girls (laughs) had fits around her. Just like (laughs) la la la. Oh my! (laughs) Just the visual of that. So, like sometimes she was like throwing herself around the courtroom, pretending to be afflicted by like demonic invisible forces and other times she was just like i really need to make this scarf you know what i think would be like the current times equivalent to that Mm. picture this okay (laughs) come on the journey are in a long-term care home yeah you were sitting there knitting while all around you people are dying (laughs) and coding and they're getting carted out by paramedics and all the while you're just sitting there knitting yeah fucking wild yeah i picture like an asylum like a Uh mental institution exactly just style where you're just sitting there knitting and people are like slamming themselves (laughs) into the walls (laughs) and shit you're like what is happening yeah Yeah, that's probably more like it Mm -hmm. i just don't understand too how like if all these other girls, like the other core group of people, were like having all of these like fits, <laughs> she's just sitting there like calmly. Like, at what point are you like questioning the validity of of her fits? Well, exactly, right, right. No. So I just don't understand it. But who am I to say anything? I'm not a lawyer <laughs> well, or a judge. I mean, neither were they, but they sure acted like it, didn't they? <laughs> right. so of the accused witches walcott testified against 16 or sorry of all of the accused witches walcott testified against 16 were executed one giles Corey, was pressed to death and another died in jail remember we talked about Mm -hmm. the man that was pressed to death because he wouldn't testify yeah yeah that was one of the people she had testified against cool cool, 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 cool. yeah so after the trials mary walcott married a local man isaac fair reverend samuel paris performed the ceremony she then had six children and died in 1752 at the age of 77 so lived a she lived a full life life. yeah yeah fuck her after pressing someone to death all righty all right next we have mercy lewis I recognize that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mercy Lewis survived a bloody raid in 1689 by the local indigenous tribes um, in Casco Bay presented. Sorry. In Casco Bay, during which both of her parents were killed by early 1692. The 19 year old was living in Salem Village and worked as a servant in the household of the Putnam's. Oh, wow. What are the chances? Another connection. Yeah. So it's like we have these like four major households and it was all of their like children and their servant staff. Wow. Which I mean kind of makes it more believable if it was just all these random households versus like, 
oh, the witch set the devil on just this house, right? So it's like, oh, yeah, if it's happening to more it. than one person, yeah, that makes it more believable. Yeah. But the fact that they're all connected. Yeah. When you look just like just, just one level bit. deeper, like that's a problem. Yeah. That's a problem. Right. Unless they all fucked with the same witch. <laughs> I mean, I guess possibly. Yeah possibly but. but the problem is is they accuse like 200 people so it wasn't the same fucking witch no exactly yeah their town was getting too dense fair they, they wanted to thin the herd oh jesus it's like some fucking pure blood shit can't <laughs> just, can't fucking Voldemort shit right there <laughs> Fuck. like i was going to keep my disgusting muggle father's name oh. <laughs> shortly after hey there, tom <laughs> Shortly after Anne Jr. was afflicted, Lewis began showing signs of affliction as well. Oh. Coincidence? I think not. Never. Could never be a coincidence. (laughs) She eventually accused nine people of witchcraft and testified in 16 cases, including that of Reverend George Burroughs, a former minister of Salem Village who had relocated to the Casco Bay area, where Lewis had briefly worked for him as a servant. Oh. So, I mean, like, not surprising that she accused him. No. So, Lewis's experiences, along with her uncertain future as an orphaned servant and her connection with the Putnam family, could have played a role in her actions. I mean, yeah, obviously. Yeah. After the trials ended, Lewis gave birth to an illegitimate child. She married in 1701 and moved to Boston with a husband and a child. (laughs) Enjoy that Boston accent. Okay there, Lois. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> where where were they from? Were they also from Massachusetts? I don't know. They're from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so the last accuser we're going to talk about today is Miss Mary Warren. Ooh, so okay. at 20, Mary Warren worked as a servant in the household of John and Elizabeth Proctor. Though she began showing signs of affliction early in the crisis, she apparently recovered after John Proctor, an outspoken critic of the witch trials, threatened to beat her. Oh, no. Yeah. So he was like, quit fucking around. You're not. You are not bewitched. And she was like, yeah, you're right. I'm not. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It's yeah. fine. Right. I wonder if she's related to um, the Warrens. Who are the Warrens? Oh, you don't know who the Warrens are? No. Do tell. Ed and Lorraine Warren. Oh, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Okay, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I see what you're talking about. Those are real people. Those are definitely real people. But they were real people in like the 70s, weren't they? I know. That's what I mean. Like, are they like? Oh, it, are they related to her yeah. to Mary yeah. Warren? Oh, maybe. You are so deep in a conspiracy theory that now you're connecting shit with a last name Warren. Could you imagine? <laughs> Lorraine's a powerful clairvoyant. She's a powerful psychic. Yeah. Could you imagine that an accuser from the Salem witch trials was maybe had a generational curse put on her by an actual witch that she accused to forever have to talk and see the dead? I mean, like, yeah, not out of the realm of possibilities. (laughs) That's where I've gone. But I feel like you have stretched it. I mean, like, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibilities, but do I think that we're talking about, like, a girl from, like, 1692 and Ed and Lorraine Warren from, like, 1926? I mean... Yeah, I mean, not wrong. (laughs) Just, like, what, a couple... (laughs) Couple million? No. Warrens? Oh, yeah, a couple million Warrens, definitely. I was thinking, like, a couple couple generations. Between. Oh, a couple generations? <laughs> You're like, millions? The human race isn't even that old. <laughs> you are going, wait. 1690 to You said I was stretching. A couple hundred years, man. <laughs> million? You're like, no. We were talking about way two very different spectrums. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but uh, soon after... So he threatened to beat her. And soon after that, Warren herself was accused of witchcraft. So she was accused of being a witch. Wow. Right? (laughs) (laughs) The irony. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) she was brought before the judges in April 1692 and was confronted with her past statement that 
the quote, afflicted persons did but dissemble or fake their symptoms in response, right? Oh. So the afflicted in the courtroom went into severe fits and Warren responded with similar behavior. She later rejoined the ranks of the accusers and testified against the proctors whom she claimed had tricked her into signing the devil's book and numerous other accused witches. Warren's fate after her trials was unknown. Of course not, because no one knows what happened to almost any of them. No. Right? Fuck. <laughs> they all just kind of... Well, and I mean, here's the thing. None of them know what happened to any of, like, the servant staff, really. Yeah. Right? So it's just like... There's a bastard baby out there from, from Paris, I think. Something. I think Paris has a bastard baby somewhere. <laughs> I mean, something had to have happened, or, like, a murder took place, or something. I feel like something had to have happened for them to just, like, spiral out of control with this whole, like, bewitchment. Like, I, it's fucking wild. Right? It's fucking wild. Like, why? Why? because <laughs> the world was weird and you could be beheaded for weird shit like what the fuck <laughs> so now we're gonna move on to the actual accused of these trials okay so i have five stories um from from different witches the thing here's the hard part so i wanted to talk about osborne a little bit and i also wanted to talk about tichuba a little bit but there isn't like a whole ton of information out there about no. either of them, unfortunately, especially with like Tichuba. Like, especially, I mean, is there any more than what we talked about last? Not episode? really. No. Like, there's a lot about her, like her past and her history and like her kind of dealings with witchcraft. Oh, but okay. I mean, as it pertains to the Salem trials, there unfortunately isn't like a ton. Mm. I just think that she didn't get the attention that she deserved. Because oh, okay. unfortunately, like, I think she was seen as, like, not as important as some of the other people who were included in the trials. You can say it. it's because of her skin color. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it I was think 100% because of that. I think because she was a black Caribbean slave. Yeah. To this, like, white prominent family that people didn't pay very much attention to her other than the fact that they, like, used her as a pawn mm. to yeah. connect other women to these trials no exactly yeah so unfortunately I, I wanted to talk a little bit more about Tichuba because she was quite interesting but it didn't really talk about like I couldn't find a lot of stuff about her anyway and then uh Osborne if I'm not mistaken she was like a beggar so there wasn't a lot about her either because mm -hmm. I think she held no status in the community at yeah. all yeah so anyways let's go on to the accused some okay. of the accused let's go so first one we have is bridget bishop so when the special court of oyer and minor convened in salem town in early june that was like the special court that they had built for the yeah. witch trials right because yeah. it was like overriding the just, other justice system just an awful word <laughs> it is an awful court word oyer, minor oyer and to minor Oyer and Minor. Oyer and Minor. Oyer and Minor. O y e r and t e r m i n e r. I hate it. Yeah, fair yeah, enough. I Me still too. Hate it. It's a tongue twister for sure. The first case it heard was against Bridget Bishop, so she was the first person to be tried in this new witch trial court. Uh, a lo she was a local widow, and the prosecutor. Were they going alphabetically? <laughs> mean maybe <laughs> i mean it's not a bad system for right? like a legal court room start they're breaking in the new court just to start alphabetically let's, let's use the alphabet yeah it's a yeah. good way to organize right double b's you're up <laughs> bridget bishop yeah so she was a local widow um the prosecutor assumed her case would be really easy to win um, bishop had been accused of witchcraft more than a decade earlier but was acquitted for lack of evidence she also fit everyone's idea of what a witch was because she she was ugly and alone. Yeah. Well, she was elderly. She was poor. She was a local widow and she was like a very argumentative, you know, difficult, I oh, quote, okay. difficult woman. Mm -hmm. I see. Right. So 10 witnesses testified against Bishop and she was quickly found guilty and sentenced to death. Mm, okay. Which I'm sure all of the major core girls that we just talked about were somehow. somehow about. Oh, yeah. I don't know. They're but attached to it some, somewhere. I feel like they would be. Yep. 
On June 10th, she was taken to Proctor's Ledge near Gallo Hill in Salem and hanged by the neck until she was dead. Wait, hold on a second. So the, did they like tie a noose around her neck and then like fucking spurt and kick her off a cliff? Maybe. That sounds like it. If it's a ledge, they took her to a ledge. Proctor's Ledge. I don't know if Proctor's Ledge is just like a like a name of a place. Let's see here. Proctor's Ledge. That sounds to me like they just put a noose on her and then Spartan kicked her off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> Spartan Proctor's Ledge Memorial in Salem. Let's take a look at it. Not really. It's like a little thing in the side of a mountain. Or hill. Either way, I was also thinking it was called Proctor's Ledge because remember we were just talking about one of the slave girls for the Proctor family? Yeah. So my assumption is it might have just been, I think it was Mary Warren we just talked about. Yeah, she worked for the Proctors. So I'm thinking it might have just been like a hilly area near where this like rich family owned in Salem. (laughs) You are really dedicating to see if she's gotten Spartan kicked off a fucking ledge. Well, I'm just looking at um like the yeah yeah old timey. It does look like a ledge, nonetheless. Right? Yeah. So I don't know if maybe they had yeah maybe they just like dangled them off the ledge. Like this big piece of rock in the trees. Yeah. And I'm thinking. I'm looking at that, thinking like, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Honestly, fucking mess. Sorry. It's okay. So on June 10th, she was taken to Proctor's Ledge near Gallo Hill in Salem and hanged by the neck until she was dead. And that was according to the report of the sheriff who escorted her there. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, that was Bridget Bishop's story. Poor poor girl. Right? Poor poor everybody that were involved in these trials, man. No, no, none of them deserve that. No No one deserves that. No. So next we're going to talk about Sarah Good, which is one of the main people that we've been talking about this whole time. She's famous. Famous. She's so famous. Miss Sarah Good. So by time Sarah had been accused, there were signs of opposition against the Salem witch trials were starting to be seen kind of in the community oh, around this time. Okay, yeah. So several ministers questioned whether the court relied too much on spectral evidence. And spectral evidence, I don't think I explained it very well last time, but spectral evidence is like evidence that's relying on like visions or like, oh, okay. oh I saw in a premonition or, oh, I saw in a vision this person was doing this or oh i saw in a dream that this person had like spoken to this like animal that was like controlled by the devil they were using that as evidence yeah no (laughs) yeah dude no like (laughs) what how can you have someone that comes in and says oh i saw this in a vision and then not turn around and be like if you had a vision you were also a witch yeah that's my point is that like people were like, oh, yeah, she had visions all the time and premonitions, which makes her a witch. But we're relying on the premonitions and visions of this person who isn't a witch. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. Make it make Salem. sense. <laughs> right. So <laughs> what the fuck? They were a lot of people were questioning like the use of this evidence. They were like, ah, uh, no. Yeah. Right. Like that there doesn't were, make sense. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. there are people in the community that were like, make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they also didn't rely heavily on testimonies about ghostly figures, which is supposedly sent to afflict their victims. Yeah. Everyone assumed that there were specters who could do it, said Margot Burns, a New Hampshire based historian specializing in the Salem witch trials. Still, when the court of Oyer and Teminer reconvened on June 28th after its success convicting Bishop, Sarah Good was quickly convicted and sentenced to death. Several of the afflicted girls claimed Good's specter attacked them all, and Tichuba and several other had named her as a fellow witch in their confessions. How did they kill Sarah? Uh, she was executed along with another lady named Rebecca Nurse um, and three other convicted witches in Gallo Hill on July 19th. Mm. Yeah, unfortunately. Separate place than Proctor's Lead. Yeah. It's very close to one another, though, from what I I can see. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 
But some of the confessions that these other women said that they saw Sarah Good doing, I thought you'd enjoy this, was... Do it. Tell me. Flying around on a broomstick. Yes. Attending witches' gatherings. Ooh. And transmutation, basically. Okay, so what is transmutation? Transmutation... Or sorry, maybe transconfiguration is a better word. Oh. Uh, like turning into animals or like animals would like be. Oh, so like she she could sh- like shape shift like- almost. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like maybe summon an animal. Like there was like a few instances of people saying that she, she was like an animal whisperer. Like- something like that. Yeah. Right. Or she could like transform into this like animal that would then attack people for huh. her. So werewolf. I mean, it's funny that you say that because there is a history of werewolves in Salem prior to the witch trials. Another conspiracy theory. I think so. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the Scooby Doo. What's under the mask? A conspiracy theory. (laughs) Oh, it's just Mr. Conspiracy Theory, guys. And another conspiracy theory. (laughs) Who'd have gotten away with it? (laughs) Where were you meddling, kid? (laughs) So. The third accused we're going to talk about is Susanna Martin. Okay. Um, she didn't even live in Salem. She lived in Amsbury. So what was she doing there then? So like Bishop, she had been accused of witchcraft before, but the charges had been dropped for lack of evidence. Her bad reputation may have spread to Salem by 1692 when four of the afflicted girls in Salem accused her by name, claiming her specter had attacked them. Oh, my God. When the court asked them how they knew the specter was Martin's, the girl said, oh, she said her name was Goody Martin and she was from Amsbury. Burns recounts. They didn't even have to recognize her. Despite the general lack of evidence against her, Martin was also convicted and hanged on July 19th, the same day as Sarah Good. Hmm. Yeah. So... Again, it was that specter attack. Yeah. Where they said they... A ghost of her attacked yeah. us. Yeah. Exactly. That's some bullshit. It is some bullshit, considering they didn't even recognize her. Right? Yeah. So, where was the specter? Evidence. She's just wearing, like, a hi, my name Fact. is Goody Martin. Fact. She's a witch. She's wearing a name tag. <laughs> Fact. Her specter attacked me. <laughs> Okay, so the fourth person we're going to talk about here is Martha Carrier. Oh. So when the court of Oyeren... I'm just going to call it O&T, okay? Because I'm not going to keep... the courthouse works, Yeah. When the special witch court (laughs) met for a third session in early August 1962, it heard the case of Martha Carrier uh, of Andover, which would be home to more accused witches than any other town. By the end of the trials, her family was very unpopular. Burns says they were thought to have brought smallpox to Andover. Oh, so they were kind of like the diseased family. Patient zero. Yeah, exactly. Patient Mm -hmm. zero of Andover. So after Carrier was accused, the authorities interrogated her two teenage sons, torturing them into confessing to witchcraft themselves and implicating their mother. Oh, no. Yep. So it looks like we're taking a page from the history books of England and just torturing people to confession. That's fair. That's totally fine. That's just it, right? So the court convicted Carrier in the same session as the two prominent male victims of the witch hunts, John Proctor and Reverend George Burroughs, which Mm. we talked about earlier, Mm -hmm. whom people suspected of being the ringleader of the Salem witches. On August 19th, Carrier went to Gallow Hill along with Proctor, Burroughs and two other men. She was the only woman executed that day. Yeah. Hmm. So. See, when we talk about the Salem witch trials, like, I don't even think about men being executed. No. A lot of people don't think about men being executed in any of the witch trials. Like, I remember when we were talking in one of the episodes about, like, the English witch trials, there was a town, I think it was Germany we were talking about, roughly. it was a lot of. Where it was, like, two-thirds men that were, there were more men than women executed in those trials. And I, I think that, um... Yeah, people just don't think about men being involved in any way with the witch trials or that they can't be no, exactly. witches, which is not true. No. Right? All right. So the last person we're going to talk about is Martha Corey. So oh. like Rebecca Nurse, Martha Corey was far from the usual witch suspect. Um, 
she tended to be a poor outcast of the community, if you will. She was a coveted member of her church and was considered an upstanding member of the of the community. So like she was poor and she kind of was a bit of an outcast, but she went to church. She never really caused much trouble. Good Christian girl. Good Christian girl, but just was kind of weird and hung out by herself. You know what I mean? But Martha had <laughs> attracted what? I was going to say like most good Christian girls. <laughs> I am not one. <laughs> But Martha had attracted suspicion after she tried to stop her husband, Giles, from attending one of the early examinations in the witch trials, even going so far as to hide his saddle because she didn't so he want couldn't. to. It's like hiding your husband's keys yeah. so he can't leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Have fun taking the car, bitch. She's the original. <laughs> the OG. The original. Oh, hilarious. Oh, no. <laughs> Shortly after this, one of the afflicted girls accused Martha of bewitching her and turning her blind. Martha's wow. <laughs> right. So Martha was probably saw the witch trials for what they were, which was a cock, crock of shit. Yeah, and she was like, "Don't go, don't get us involved. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking hang? There's like, mind your fucking business." Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, your head down, stay out of it. Yeah, it's low none radar of our business. Let's fly under the radar yeah. here. And then she's even going high in a saddle, like motherfucker, please, like let's like, not get involved in this. Yeah. Yeah, smart woman. <laughs> well, or was she? I mean, yeah, I just feel like maybe her husband just didn't even care. Maybe. Uh, whatever, I don't I don't know. Um, Fuck these people. Yeah, basically, Martha's defiant attitude turned court officials against her, and Giles refused to cooperate her testimony and even testified against her. Of course he did. Her husband, right? At least she hid my saddle. <laughs> yeah. At least until he himself was accused. Ah, you reap what you sow, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Fuck instant, you. instant fucking karma. That was the universe being like, <laughs> big nope. Yeah. Oh, you want to send her down? You're going with her. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Going with her. <laughs> we have one more spot for you, sir. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come? You're coming. Right. So less than two weeks after Martha was found guilty and sentenced to death. Giles was pressed to death after he refused to enter a plea in his own trial. Uh, so that was the guy who was pressed to death. He was probably like, this is fucking stupid. I should have listened to my wife. Yeah. When she hid my saddle, I should have just left it. Yeah. Yep. And but- then he's like, no, I'm the, I, he pulled a Jason Kenny. I reject the premise of your questions. <laughs> <laughs> For that, they pressed him to death. Basically. <laughs> What a time to be alive. (laughs) So on September 22nd, Martha Corey went to the gallows along with seven other convicted witches in what would be the last hangings of the Salem witch trials. Uh, That would suck. That would be the worst feeling. You know what I mean? Like, because there were there were definitely accusations after that. Oh, yes. So it's just like, like, well, could you imagine that would? suck i mean you're dead i would argue well i mean we're getting into (laughs) are they like haunting the area and like watching what's going on yeah one of those scenarios where it's like the souls can't pass on or can you see what happens after you die right exactly well that's a whole nother fucking conversation that's a whole nother nother conversation subscribe to our patreon for that conversation That's what our Patreon should be. Just fucking tangents. Tangents. Here. Monthly minis and tangents. That's for the VIP level Patreon. There you go. You get us. (laughs) Our finest. (laughs) Quality content. (laughs) Have you seen what other some people put on their Patreons? I've actually never been to Patreon. Okay, well maybe okay, we'll we'll talk. Okay. Sounds good. We'll talk. Well, that's all I have for today's episodes. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. So just a little history about like the the main players of the Salem Witch Trials. Because I know last time we talked, yeah. or the last episode, you had said that you were surprised that I hadn't gone in more detail. Well, yeah. Cause, well, yeah. Because it was all here, baby. You were just waiting. <laughs> waiting for your time to shine. Ex- well, I was like, you know what? There's a <laughs> lot of information and I don't think that I could do it in... To have that whole conversation and then this whole conversation in an hour, I feel like I wouldn't have been able to 
do it justice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So totally fair. Yeah. That's so that's awesome. it for the Salem witch trials. I mean, thankfully, the Salem witch trials only lasted for like a year and a bit instead yeah. of like 400 years. <laughs> like in fair Europe, <laughs> I guess. You know, it's a newly developed country. They probably would have wound up running out of people eventually. Well, go go I mean, all Croato I mean, like that is like absolutely a possibility that I didn't think about, but it's true. And I, uh, I have to tell because I, is I it found Croatoan it. Croatoan or Croatoan? For what? <laughs> is this not something you know? I feel like I don't know a lot. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> Roanoke. Roanoke. Yeah, I know about Roanoke. I don't know what the fuck Croatoan is. Croatoan was the the um, indigenous tribe that lived by Roanoke. Croatoan was actually the people that were accused for the Roanoke disappearance. Oh, really? Yes. So, like, I was not wrong. That's with fair. The I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I know Roanoke, but I yes. did not know Croatoan. So I wanted just really quickly to tell you about this kind of cool thing that I think I might do an entire episode on for our next episode. Okay. Because it came up when I was doing some research, if you will, as I was educating myself on the Salem witch trials here. I found this thing called a witch wound. Have you ever heard of a witch wound? Yes. I had never heard of them. And a lot of people are considered to have witch wounds from the Salem witch trials. So a lot of people today, so just to give you a little bit of an idea of what it is, it's basically having this like scar, if you will, and this connection to witches from the Salem witch trial. And it's almost like that idea of like a generational curse that's being passed through. Yeah. And yeah, so it's really crazy interesting. So I think... That in the future I want to talk about it because I just like as I was reading it I was like what that sounds crazy this is insane yeah so yeah. some some signs just really quickly is like fears around being powerful and like showing your full potential so these are like some signs and maybe oh. I'll go into it a little deeper but so like not trusting your intuition purposely like hiding yourself um, you know. You have these like strange past life memories of persecution and you have a very deep emotional connection to the witch trials. So I was like, that's crazy. Like, hmm. I don't know. I was like, not that I think I have a witch wound, but I was like, maybe there's like something because I am like obsessed in a small way with witch trials. Hmm. Not just Salem, but all of them. I had this like weird fascination with them. I'm like, ooh, hmm. maybe there's a connection. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe, maybe uh, in yeah. the future one day here, I will uh, go over like get you to maybe talk about witch wounds. Okay. I think they're interesting. Cool. Or maybe that might be some good content for our Patreon. Yeah. So monthly mini. <laughs> In case you guys haven't realized, uh, we're starting a Patreon. Yes. So we're going to have three different uh, tiers available. What those are, we have yet to really decide. (laughs) But but we do know there will be different options. Um, You know, our our listeners have been so great so far. We really want to give you guys the opportunity to connect with us even more. And I think we can definitely do that through Patreon. Oh, for sure. And like... We have so much content that goes into this that unfortunately gets cut out for editing purposes so that we don't have two hour long episodes. Well, exactly, right? Yeah. So so it'll be nice to also be able to put some of that out Mm -hmm. in a less formalized way than like an episode. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It'd be cool. It's called bonus content, baby. I think you were a marketer, like a car salesman in a previous life. 1960s car salesman. It was incredible. Incredible. Well, on that note, uh, stay tuned for Holly's episode next week as well, which is going to be a good one. It's super interesting. I'm excited. And then by the end of this month, I think we will be putting together our listener stories because we've received a few now and 
they're pretty good. So heck yes. Keep keep an eye out for that. We have our listeners episode coming up. But it was a lot of fun getting all of these ideas and these like cool stories from our listeners. So like just because this round is over, I think this should be like an ongoing thing. Oh, 100%. Yeah. So just like forever send us your spooky stories. And then when we get a few, we'll put together like a, a listener's episode. Maybe not even a listener's episode. We just like have include one in an episode or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Because they've been really cool and interesting yeah. to read. Definitely. Been, I, like there's a few that I've read that I'm like, fucking no. Like don't read this at night. <laughs> no. I, where I was like, I, girl, if that had happened to me, I'd be like, no, thank you. Oh, I, I know. Nope, right. Nope. Out. Out of 5,000. <laughs> nope. <laughs> fucking nope. It's a no for me, dog. It's a no, it's for, a no for me. <laughs> I fucking love Randy Jackson. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> to know from me, dog. <laughs> he says it so casually. But anyway. So remorseful. <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook at What Up Witches Podcast. You can hit up our Instagram at What Up Witches Pod. Our Twitter at What Up Witches. Our Instagram. Or no, I already said that. Our TikTok at yeah. What Up Witches Podcast. Yep. Where we post weekly uh, teasers of our episodes or episodes coming out so you ever want to we're also on good pods yeah and also this thing called Podbean, which i have no fucking idea what oh, that did is you start that i didn't nope but i saw it pop up on where people listen to us so okay yeah so i that's don't a know thing. how we're on there me neither right. but there there you go there's that and um if you guys don't mind a little call to action right at the end here if any of you have the time please put a rating in for us yes we have gotten a few over the last week or so which has been great yeah but i looked on apple Podcasts; we only have four so far so if we could double that in the next 30 days would be super cool we have four <laughs> reviews on apple Podcasts. yeah dude i think they're just that's, star reviews but four more than i was anticipating but yeah, so if we could try and double that in the next 30 days, either you can, I think you can rate us on Spotify now. Spotify has a rating system. Yep. So you can give us a rating on Spotify. Um, you can give us a rating on our website, which doesn't help us in terms of um, being recognized and being easily found, but we get to see them. Yeah. yeah. And if that's you have great. constructive criticism, put it on the website. Yes. <laughs> So either way, if you guys could send us a rating either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, we would absolutely love that and appreciate it. And thank you to the four people <laughs> who have already done it on Apple for us. We love you. It's about to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not writing my own review. What? So, no. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Stay spooky. Bye.